Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here from Creative Playing Podcast Network and... Kelly! And we are here for the final somber day of RPG A Day 2023. Moment of silence. Dun, dun, dun. And for today, the monumental question is... Favorite RPG of all time. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so does Kelly have a choice, an option? What would he got there? I, and I've said it before. I mean, I, I kind of have to go with my first love. Um, which was D&D. However, the caveat is I love 5th edition. So for me, I mean, it encapsulates all the stuff that first got me, that I loved about, you know, uh, the first D&D um, and some, you know, bits and pieces from other releases and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, it's it's the one that got me interested is the one you know i mean and it prompted like a love of reading and just you know of this you know creative writing and so i'm gonna have to go with india but the caveat is i'm gonna go with fifth edition i love fifth edition it it that whole uh personality traits mm-hmm. um uh for the backgrounds and stuff i love that incorporation and really the whole inspiration thing to get people to play those backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with all those points. I mean, fifth edition did a beautiful job of being D and D plus, you know, that way, you know, you have backgrounds to feel like you have extra options, so no two elf rangers in the group are the same. You know, you've got the ability to earn inspiration, which, no offense, is huge and is fun because inspiration doesn't break the game, but it does make it more fun. You know, it, it gives you more fun in there and that you can – and, heck, the fact that they just added advantage-disadvantage as a mechanic. So if the GM says – Oh, you're in a shitty spot right there. You're waist deep in the muck in a pit, and they're over you with arrows. That's 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 going to give them advantage on the shots. Or you <laughs> can totally say, you know what? Um, 
it's uh, it's totally raining. So go ahead and give me your stealth roll with advantage since the rain is covering for your tracks as well as the noise. And of course, you know, it's it's D and D. It's the one that we all hopefully broke our you know gummed our teeth on and got into role playing. But I'm not going to actually pick that one for my very favorite. It is definitely a solid second place. But <laughs> the one I'm going to go for is both a setting that I love and I know which one. it is a game system that I absolutely adore, mainly because as an RPG, it empowers both the GM and the players to play with the setting as they go along, as well as the mechanics are really cool in my opinion. And that's totally going to be Edge of Empire RPG. Yeah, you know, I knew you were going to go for that. Because I love me Star Wars. I love me scum and villains. And Edge <laughs> I of, love scum and villains. Edge of Empires is the, the scum and villainy part of the, the Fantasy Flight Edge Studio Star Wars games. And I just, and we, we, our gaming group, we even talked about that. How in Genesis, when you award story points to your players and then you award one to yourself, it's way more fun at the beginning of the game when all of your players are heckling you to clear the destiny pool because they want to roll those destiny dice to see how many points they have or how screwed they are because you got all the points as a GM. And I love the destiny pool mechanic where your players can totally flip one and get some helpful thing that's not game-breaking or they can become more efficient at doing something or they can make it more difficult for the bad guy to basically victimize them. Whether it's social or physical combat. Because I'm sorry, that is a great mechanic. It I, mean, is. I would have to say it's my number two. <laughs> uh -huh. Because, you know, as a player, it's the not in the face mixed with the I want to succeed at this important thing. Followed by the you have this great back and forth with the GM with the pool. You know, even when you're doing the rules as written, which is both could flip the, power, the, the, the points, which, by the way, we've done some games with the standard rule and not the only one person gets to flip. And gonzo shit will usually happen if both of us flip because it just turns a purple red and a green gold and then madness ensues. Mm -hmm. and, and I just love the, the, the way they would do the talents. I love the way they do careers, so that way your character never maxes out in a level. Because at any point, you can spend the experience to buy a new career. So that way your character could be that Ezra Bridger who's a thief, you know, he's a scoundrel thief, who then turns Padawan, who then turns, you know, something else. You know, so you always have an evolution in your character. So one of my favorite things with 3.5 D&D was the multi-classing. And in the new Star Wars system, you can multi-class by buying new careers. So you can totally be that farm boy who's got basically farm boy mechanic skill, who then upgrades to farm boy pilot skill, who then upgrades to Jedi freaking Knight. All in the span of three years, according to the movie's breakdown. <laughs> He really got lots of experience points. Let's just say that. And the nice thing, too, is is the game gives the rules. Experience point happen a lot like Vampire the Masquerade. They used to you, you dole out the points, and then it's a point-by system for skills and talents. 
And the nice thing is if they accomplish goals, the book tells you as a GM to when they achieve, they achieve things, reward them with more experience. They played the game you wanted them to play, give them a bonus, give them a boost. And then of course, my absolute favorite part of Edge of Empire, the obligations. Obligations is an awesome rule that gives your players either more starting cash, which is what most people usually use it for, or more experience to buy skills and talents. And by basically picking your poison like Han Solo, he had a debt to a hut. And he, there's beautiful in the RPG and the fluff books, they have beautiful charts giving you options. So there's options galore in your, your obligations. So it could be as simple as you have a family obligation, you know, or you have a reputation or you you totally basically have a business interest that you need to push. And at the beginning of your game, the GM has everyone's obligations listed out and it's a number that's between zero and ten. Usually it starts, it can get worse or you can RPG it better. And then the GM rolls percentile dice to see if someone's obligation hits. And if it does, everyone in the group takes one strain. That person takes two strain because something pre-game has come up for that obligation. And then the GM has to pull it out of his ass to bring that obligation into the story that's happening. Which as a GM is totally fun because that's like a rando thing that pops up that I have to work into it. I mean, Smuggler's Run. I was waiting for our friendly uh, neighborhood muscle man to have his family show up. Remember? Mm -hmm. yeah, we totally were fearing the day that all of a sudden a hit squad would show up to take him out. Because I'm like, that would be <laughs> that would be really hard because it really would be a cybernetic killer hit squad showing up. But that that is my favorite RPG of all times because it takes Star Wars. It takes a really great game system and mechanic that gives players agency and reasons to roleplay, which is again goes back to fifth edition. That's my I, it gives reasons to roleplay. I game with some amazing role players. I game with some people that are too shy to role play, but when the game supports the role play, that is when players magically make things happen, even the shy ones. Yeah, and it's great because you can also use the uh, um, uh, light side, dark side points for another player. So if you know that person's shy or they don't want to, you know, you know, uh, take it for themselves, they don't want to be, you know, because some people think, you know, no, you know, leave it for somebody who's better. You know, no, I'm going to flip this point for you <laughs> and you're going to do, you know, give you that boost and type of stuff. And that's great. I love it. Like last the, the the last time we were playing star wars and i i was literally about to flip the point when sure enough one of the other players flipped <laughs> it for me. i'm like well thank you very much i was gonna do that but you beat me to it thank you Gadley. <laughs> yep gunter totally said i want you to succeed <laughs> yeah it's like nope and I'm like, no, sorry, guys, I'm using that last point. <laughs> Especially if it's the last one. People are always a little less willing mm -hmm. to. But fortunately, you're good about trying to give us back, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, so that the, the, the market keeps going, you know. 
Um, uh, and that, yeah, that's the yeah. other one is the economy only works if you play it. You know, it's don't hoard the points to one side, Gunter, but make sure you're playing the economy. You know, I was going to say Gunter and David, they're both big about that. Yeah, and uh, I was, I'm also in full agreement. It's like, <laughs> you know, your game's ending in a few minutes. If you have a hard stop, don't let any points rest. Yeah, don't don't let any <laughs> points go to waste. Don't let any sit there. Use that point. <laughs> go out big. I mean, I will always try <laughs> to make sure I burn my last one. <laughs> yeah, even if it's just like a, a random skill check. You got it? Use it. Mm-hmm. You it's never not know like when you're going to save it up for next time. It's not like, you know. Yeah, and you never know when a triumph comes up. Uh-huh. I mean, and then cool, awesome story things. And again, that's another mechanic I love in the Edge of Empire system is triumphs and despairs both happen. And all I got to say, as a GM and as a player, GMs, don't screw your players over when they get triumph. Let them enjoy the triumph. Just going to say. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the despair, yeah. don't be afraid to kick them in the teeth. It's a despair. Yeah, it's like uh, there are certain gems I won't play with because it's like, oh, you, you're telling me that that natural twenty, <laughs> or that you know, it's like did not, and I and I still failed. Then uh, no. Then why are we even rolling? Because it's an. <laughs> then why are we bothering attack. if you're just gonna tell us, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, type of thing and. Uh, oh, I'm sorry that I got the advantage on your big bat or something, or that I was able to circumvent some big plot point or something because I rolled so well. But if you take a triumph or a nat 20 and you basically piss on it, yeah, players aren't going to want to play with you That's... because it's like you get that moment of like, you know, you'll be in the gaming room, nat 20 or triumphal, and then, like, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> you take that moment away. Yeah. I mean, and it's the same token with ones. It's like, no. <laughs> the gashing I of mean, the teeth. <laughs> or, like, when I rolled double ones, and everybody was like, what? <laughs> you know, but it's, you know, so it's like, you the same token yeah don't screw players because then then they're not going to want to play with you you know it's like but also the same token don't screw your jm i mean come on it's like they're your guide they're you know don't do everything in your power to screw you know it's like mm-hmm. let the story happen you know <laughs> let's we'll just like don't be a dick mm-hmm. oh the will wheaton rule <laughs> around the whole yeah the, like for everybody don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be excellent to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that is a great phrase to, uh, I think, wrap up the favorite RPG of all time for August the 31st. Oh, my God. It's already the end of August. This month went way too fast. Oh, my God, yes. But... Tomorrow will be the beginning of Tucson Comic Con. Woot woot! Mega Gamer Ramacon. <laughs> and I will be actually playing on Saturday morning a D&D game with Luke Gygax. That's yeah, so cool. Alrighty, guys. 
Thank you for listening to us rant and rave on for 31 days for RPG Day 2023. <laughs> and uh, we may sneak in on Friday and uh, drop, maybe just like grab a handful. We'll roll some dice, maybe, of our mm. uh, of the first yeah. RPG Day questionnaire. Yeah. Okay. I like the idea of yeah, that. Yeah, we'll roll some dice. You know, any chance that Kelly gets to roll some dice. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok and roll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.